What's shaking? Hey, I'm Rick Jordan. Today, we're going all in. I want to give you a thought that I've had over this past weekend this morning. And it has to do with who you are now versus who you were and everything that's wrapped up in that. Because I think leaders in organizations can sometimes forget about these things, not just for themselves, but also for everybody that works for them. But it's actually even more exponentially relevant when you take a look at yourself. So as a leader in an organization or really anything, you have to take a look at your people and understand, especially when they've been with you a long time. You know, we celebrate anniversaries, which is awesome at Reach Out. We celebrate people who have been here for so many years. And what we don't recognize or sometimes fail to recognize as leaders, and I try to stay hyper aware of this. Okay, so all other leaders, listen to this today. Try to stay hyper aware of this, that the person, if you've been in the same organization for a long time too, that individual that, that you've worked with or worked for or who is working for you for so many years is now a different person today than they were five years ago. You know, and like, oh, but people romanticize some of these things, like when they get into a relationship and so, oh, I don't want you to ever change, you know, and that's a bunch of bullshit because I hope that people change. And in that, I think that they grow, which means I hope they change in a way that they've healed from their traumas. And now those triggers just don't exist anymore. They've learned how to manage them better. I hope that they've changed by growing through some adversity and learning new skill sets. I hope that they've changed because their emotions have literally shifted now and what used to set them off no longer sets them off. And now they can actually be cool, calm and collected over something else that that used to trigger them. I hope that they change because they have started to reprioritize things in their life and recognize that some things that they used to get super vigilant over just don't really matter so much anymore. And now they're learning to what really matters in their life. And they're actually learning themselves better through that process. So when you manage somebody, when you lead somebody, you take a look at how they were a few years ago. And it's like, wait, that way that I used to lead that individual no longer applies. It's like, well, wait a second. How, how's that? Going? I, ju I just learned this person. And, you know, I feel like we just got into a working, a good working relationship. You know, they crush it for me all, all day long, every day. Well, what you have to recognize is they have shifted priorities in life. And now things that used to matter don't matter as much. And things that used to not matter now matter a whole lot. You know, there can be life events that take place like birth of kids, uh, a marriage, a divorce, a uh, death of somebody close to them. There's a lot of things that can shift priorities and make people realize, hey, what I used to want is not really what I want anymore. And it's a challenge for leaders in this way, because leaders have to be ever expansive in our knowledge and what we consume. A leader who isn't consuming new information is a leader that's going to fizzle out. A leader that doesn't consume new information, whether it's business related, whether it's self-help, whether it's personal growth, a leader who doesn't consume information is a leader that won't be a leader this time next year. And this isn't just at reach out. This is across the board at, at any organization. One, they will get passed by because everybody else who's continuing to change and grow will start to be able to present 
themselves in a different way that they can accomplish things and i freaking love seeing this in one way i get sad for leaders on one side but then i love this on some other ways because i get to see others rise up and take some of those places you know one of the best examples that i have of this is actually between me and ryan my vice president of operations we both came from geek squad a while back and this was a really cool scenario because there was like this this pattern that existed to where for a little bit to where when I was promoted, I think this happened twice. If I remember right, maybe three times, I can't remember exactly. But when I was promoted, I would, in essence, they'd ask me be like, Hey, who, who do you want as your replacement? I'm like, I want Ryan, you know, and then it would start to be training that. And it was really cool because as I changed, he was able to change at the same time. And he was able to grow and rise up and take some of those things too. Now, in some other instances, I got to see other people, namely like myself, who began to overtake some of those old guard leaders that existed. And the reasons that I was able to do that was not because of raw talent, not because I, I was just better than them. It's because they stayed in the same place that they were. They did not put prioritization, effort, intention, into allowing themselves to move past where they were in that moment. Individuals in life who decide to stay where they are and be like, this is like the double-edged sword of contentment, right? I think contentment is sometimes confused with gratitude. Is that yes, we are gratitude, we, we are grateful for everything that we have today, always. We are grateful for everything amazing that has happened in our lives, always. We wake up with that, we should anyways. You know, when I work out, I go through things of gratitude and I start thinking of things. It's a good time of meditation for me while I work out is to be able to think of the things that I'm grateful for in my life. Contentment should be momentary. Contentment is accepting what is right now, not accepting what is forever. Did you catch that? So anybody who's like, hey, I got a good job, I got a good income, this is great, I could see myself doing this for the rest of my life, I fucking hope not. Okay, I hope that those individuals are like, maybe I can just continue to move and grow. Yes, you can stay with the same place, you can stay with the same industry, you can say, stay in the same mindset of what you want to do professionally or personally, that, that's not what I'm talking about, because some people, a small percentage of people might actually mean it like that, and that's cool, that's all good, it's like, I'm going to stay in the same industry, I, I could see myself doing this forever, well, that's great. But I don't think you want to see yourself as a level one tech or a level one two, level two tech forever. I don't think you want to see yourself as, you know, the, the, the fry dude or fry girl at McDonald's. You might think maybe I want to be the GM of some of these someday or actually around the, the region. Maybe I can be a regional manager. You know, I can see myself. I love this company and I can continue to grow here. I continue to learn new skill sets because today I'm grateful for everything that I've had up until this point, what I have right now, and I'm content in this place right now until I've learned everything that I can possibly learn in this role, and then it's time for me to level up. And as a leader, it's important to recognize this in your people when it's time for them to level up, when they've gotten everything they possibly can out of that role and recognize the hunger recognize the desire for growth start asking questions like hey what are you doing these days you know what books are you reading what podcasts are you listening to you know what that's even an interview questions 
in a written interview every person that applies to reach out every single person goes through a written interview every new person we just brought on a new controller she had the same thing everybody that we hire these days has these questions what do you do for personal development what books do you read what podcast do you listen to what else do you do and you know what if there's nothing written down there they get thrown into the past pile that's one of the biggest and most important and one of my favorite questions that's on our written interview because we want people that will grow that want to grow that are going to change change is good growth is even better there's some nuances there as leaders we need to exemplify what that growth is I started another new book this morning actually two days ago sorry today was a second day during my workouts again a time of meditation it's the the autobiography of George W Bush called I think it's decisions I know decision something I can't remember the exact title of it but it's amazing because he's taught it's it's so cool to start listening to him and how he grew throughout the years and the decision points that he had and all of the things that he needed to come to like head to head with in his own personal life including drinking i had no freaking idea no idea and that was a way that he was able to change he stopped drinking when he was 40 years old didn't have another drop since then and he attributes all of the tough decisions that he was able to make back to that moment saying that i wouldn't have even been president if i didn't stop drinking i had no idea you know and the guy was like three drinks four drinks every night and he had beer on some night designated for like thursday and friday that way there was some sort of moderation and self-control but not so much you know I mean, I mean he's actually kind of a funny dude because he narrates this thing himself but all of these things i look back and i see how his willingness to to change and continue to move forward i don't care if you liked him as a president or not as an individual who was able to attain the highest possible political position in the united states of america that still says something i don't care if you like barack obama or you did not still the same thing we're talking republican and democrat here two people with different viewpoints that were still able to achieve the same thing the same position still able to grow and change and make decisions that cause them to change leaders need to change I'm not the same person that I was 10 years ago. Everybody could tell you that. It used to be, no joke, right? It used to be because I'd go to a conference and Ryan, who I spoke about a little earlier, always knew that there was going to be something kind of crazy when I came back. Because I would walk back in and be like, we're changing everything. That's it. And just because of something that I learned. Now, even though it may not seem like it to some people, I, I laugh at this, I chuckle. My, my approach is actually a bit more measured. It's nothing like what it was. I still forge new paths. I still remove obstacles. I still take us down places that nobody else has ever been. But it's not like a bull in a china shop anymore. It's a much more measured approach. And there's more discussion. I gain more counsel from people that are around me because I value opinions. And I'm grateful that in a lot of areas that I am not the smartest person in the room. It's an area of growth that I chose to go through in my life after I was aware and became aware of what it was doing to the people around me. 
And at the same time, it actually created some good skill sets in those individuals, even though it wasn't necessarily the right way to lead at that time. Well, not today. Maybe it was at the time. I don't know. But still, I saw them be able to build skill sets and learn how to move and shift quickly, which guess what? That freaking paid off when the pandemic came around. Quick decisions were needed. Hardcore pivots were needed. We needed to even change as an organization on how we did certain parts of our business, like a lot that were out there. And look at that. We survived and we changed and now we're growing substantially, exponentially. Leaders need to lead the way with change and growth. Because I hope a year from now, you're looking back at yourself and be like, you're not the same person that, I was, that you were. And I hope you come back and be like, oh, thank you. Because I hope that it's meant as a compliment, that you take it as a compliment. Because I hope that I don't come to you be like, yeah, you're the same dude I've always known. You're the same girl I've always known. Well, some people find comfort in that. And there's certain things like elements of your character. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, if you're honest, trustworthy, respectable, gracious, all of those things, those are character traits. And I hope that those are things that stick with you. But those rough edges that you might have, you know, and you, you might find better ways of doing things, which means that you're growing because the results say so, right? People might, might flock around you a little bit more. People might take it, your advice a little bit better. People might look to you to lead them if you're a peer. You know, there might be like this net, there's a certain, certain thing like peer leadership. And that's one thing I love to be aware of too, as I look around and be like, Hey, if I see six people in the same role and I see them all going to one person naturally, that individual is stepping into a role of peer leadership, probably because they've gone through some growth and some change on their own in the past year. So when I come to you and I say, Hey, you're not the same person you were a year ago. The only way I'm going to come to that, and it's going to be in a compliment. And you have every right and you absolutely should say thank you. Because it's powerful when people are not the same person. And you know what? The, when things happen like that, and you find leaders, like if there's a bad leader that you've ever been, they, they, they will almost like try to hold you to that person that you were. And it's perfectly okay to say, hey, respectfully, I'm not the same person that I was a year ago. Please don't hold me to that. Here's how I've grown. Here's what I've changed. And there's a respectful way to say that because in those moments, that gives you the confidence and the security because there is no insecurity in that statement saying, you know what? I accept who I was before. And that's an important process of growth and change, especially for leaders. I accept who I was at that time. Because in order to recognize the growth and the change in between those two points, between now and, and back then, you have to accept who you were. And that is probably the toughest pill to swallow for most people. When they see that they've accomplished so much, they almost like turn their backs and close the door, you know, flip the page, new chapter, whatever, and just completely dismiss who they were. I encourage you to never, ever, ever dismiss who you were because that disrespects who you are. Take a look back because if you think that you're in a different position now than you were, or maybe you don't think you're in a different position in a, in a better phase of life, take a look back and begin with gratitude. That's where growth and change starts from is gratitude.
because that's the other component of this is also accepting where you are you can get to where you should be going. <laughs>